Hi and welcome to Think Healthy with Hayley. This is a podcast for women who are interested in health, fitness, weight loss and mindset. So if you want to feel more in control, enjoy food, stop dieting and just feel happier and healthier and getting to where you want to be, then this is the podcast for you. I hope you enjoy it. Let's get into the episode. So today we are talking about what really works for weight loss. What should you be focusing on to get to your goal and keep the results as well? There's so much information out there. There's so much confusing and conflicting advice and it's completely understandable that many people just feel stuck and overwhelmed and just don't know what to do. And I'm going to break it down into just some key points today that really do make a difference. And this has come from working with clients now for over a decade and the goal has been weight loss for the majority of the clients I've worked with. So I've seen what really does help people and hopefully this will help you too. So the first thing I'm going to talk about is something that some of my clients will probably roll their eyes at when they hear this and maybe some people who follow me because I talk about this a lot but planning is so key when it comes to weight loss. Planning your food, maybe planning the rest of your day as well so you're minimizing stress but when it comes to food in particular having a daily food plan makes an incredible difference to people's success because the vast majority of us are so busy and have so many demands on our time and our brains that to be having to make decisions about food all day is really difficult and it gets to the end of the day and you often probably find that by that point you're just exhausted and you want something quick and easy maybe it's ordering a takeaway a pizza maybe it's having some chocolate in the evening just to kind of chill out and not have to think anymore And those temptations can often be there anyway, whether you've made a plan or not, because life can be busy and stressful. But when you've got things planned from the beginning of the day right through to the end, so you've got breakfast, lunch, dinner, and even snacks, you've got an idea of what you're going to snack on, it makes things so much easier for you to, to save that brain power and that willpower and just direct it then to the other parts of your life that you're dealing with. It just makes things a lot simpler. So the key point with planning is making sure it's doable and realistic because many people try to plan the perfect diet when they do their their daily food plan they try to make it very healthy and they try to to cut out things like carbohydrates and chocolate and foods they really enjoy and that's all well and good but it doesn't generally lead to a sustainable way of doing things and often leads to people feeling a bit restricted and like they're missing out all the time so we want to find that balance. Like we want you to be planning nutritious foods that are going to fuel you to, to be at your best and to feel good and to see progress. But we also want to be including the foods that you really enjoy. And that could be some chocolate, that could be a glass of wine, that could be just having something convenient like a, a sandwich for lunch. Like it doesn't have to be perfect. And it's when people try to make it really perfect that they tend to struggle the most. So if I'm working with clients and, and we're starting a new plan, and they're just starting to plan for the first time, if I know that clients are, are regularly eating chocolate and biscuits or any other type of food that you might deem unhelpful for weight loss, I still encourage them to plan those foods in because if you're used to eating that way and you enjoy those foods, it's a big jump to go from having anything and everything that you want 
and not really having any structure to suddenly planning everything and cutting all of that out. It might last for a few weeks. You might get kind of initial momentum and it feels good because you get that boost of energy at the start. But very quickly, it becomes a case of just feeling like you're missing out. So it's so important to know everything can fit into a weight loss plan. The most important thing when it comes to, to losing weight is to be in a calorie deficit. And that means you're consuming less calories through food and drink than your body is burning off through activity and just the daily processes that your body will do. So a calorie deficit can be created while still enjoying foods that you love. And when you get to to plan these foods in, it builds a really healthy relationship with food as well. It helps you to feel like you're not on a diet. You're actually enjoying the way that you eat and you're feeling in control as well because you've planned it and you get to then follow through and eat it. And that's such a great way to do things. So when it comes to planning great nutrition, I'm not going to dive into that part too much, but generally what we're looking for in a, in a nutritious balanced meal is a serving of protein so that'll be a palm sized serving of something like meat or fish poultry tofu tempeh beans pulses eggs uh, lentils cottage cheese greek yogurt all of those are great protein sources along with that some vegetables or some fruit depending on the meal that you're having and then you've got healthy fats things like avocado oily fish olive oil nuts seeds a small portion of that can work well in a meal to give you extra nutrition and to help you stay a bit fuller for longer. And then you've got carbohydrates, which you can include in, often it works well for people to have maybe one meal where there's less carbohydrates unless they're really active, but it's not a problem to have carbs in your diet. And it could be could be the more nutritious natural carbs, such as potatoes, beans and pulses and oats and wholemeal bread, things like that, rice, and it could be more along the lines of whatever you like, pasta, white bread, pizza every now and again. Those things are fine too. It's generally, it's looking at the portion size of, of these foods and just your day as a whole and your week as a whole. People get very caught up in, in individual meals or certain foods and food types. But it's really important to look at the big picture. How does your week pan out? How does it look in terms of nutrition overall? And in terms of the amount of energy you're going to be taking in versus maybe how active you are that week. And this all takes practice. So it's very easy to get overwhelmed and a bit stressed out by it. But the goal is to simplify things as much as possible. And if you have a plan, you can't really go wrong with that. All you can do is learn from it. And that's where the value is with everything. So if you're making a plan and you're making it doable, so it's something that you can follow through on then you're collecting data and you can use that data to help you make changes further down the line that can lead to more weight loss. So the data thing is is really important and keeping track of things really helps. But also when you're doing that plan, just to re-emphasize, it's so important for it to be doable so that you then get to practice keeping promises to yourself as well. So if you've written down a really healthy food day and then you find it really difficult to stick to or it was just unrealistic and it was involving lots of food prep that you didn't have time for and you end up deviating from that plan. Whenever you you set goals or targets and then don't end up following through for whatever reason, essentially your brain sees that as a promise that you broke. Like You made a promise to yourself, you didn't follow through. 
So subconsciously, you start to lose confidence and belief in yourself that you're going to get there. And it's so important to be building confidence, building self-belief right from the start, because so many of us lack that. And if you make it simple, make it achievable, then this goes with everything with weight loss, with activity as well. Make it small and really doable so that you can practice following through and achieving it and keeping the promise. And that's huge. That will build your confidence a lot over time. And then you can make it more challenging as time goes on as well. But make it doable to start with. The other thing that's important is the calorie awareness side of things. So most people don't need to count and track their calories in order to lose a considerable amount of weight. People can successfully lose weight without doing that, but it is very helpful to be aware of your calorie intake and just to be checking packets, like just to build an, a knowledge base of what is in the foods that you're currently eating. Like looking at portion sizes of things like pasta or certain chocolate bars or protein bars you might be eating or anything where you've got something with a, a label and a nutrition chart on it. It's just a really good practice to be checking that, to be understanding what is in this serving of food? Like, What does that give me? And you're teaching yourself then over time what a real portion size looks like. And this can be combined with my next point, which is mindful eating. But just looking at packets, looking things up online, being curious about what you're having without feeling stressed out by it, just having the, the air of curiosity and just learning stuff as you go is such a powerful way to do things as well. And then we come on to point two, which is mindful eating. So mindful eating is essentially just being really in tune with how you eat, really slowing things down and being present with your food and noticing what your body is telling you. So most of us are in a state where we are often eating on the go or we're eating when we're doing other things like working at our desk or on our phones or watching TV. And so we've many of us have lost that ability to really tune in to how our body is feeling and to notice when we feel physically hungry and to notice when we're eating for other reasons. And so one of the first things I'll do with clients is to get them noticing when do they feel hungry? Like what is hunger feeling like for you in your body? Do you notice that you get a bit of a rumbling in your tummy or you feel a little bit weak maybe start to get a little bit of a headache or just a, a lack of energy. And when you start to eat food, like, do you notice the taste? Are you sitting down being present with that meal with minimal distractions around you? I'm noticing what's the sensation as you eat that food. When we're physically hungry and we have the first bite of a meal, generally that first bite is delicious. Like it's taste buds on fire, it's amazing because you are physically hungry for it. Your body is really tuned to that food and you'll notice it's like a, hopefully 10 out of 10 for taste, like you're really aware and you really enjoy it. And as you go through a meal, you might, when you're tuned into this, start to notice that that taste begins to fade over time. As you go through the meal, it becomes, maybe starts at 10 out of 10 and it will drop down gradually to maybe, maybe like a five out of 10 towards the end where you feel like it's still nice, it's still good, but it's not wow anymore. It's not overpowering because you're starting to get satisfied and full. So that's really helpful to notice because when you're aware of what your body is telling you, it's, it's constantly giving you feedback as to whether you really need food at the moment, whether you are reaching a point of feeling satisfied and, and your body has had enough. When we're distracted, we tend to eat past that satisfied point. 
very often and that's where you get to the point after the meal where you feel a bit stuffed sometimes even to the point where you feel a bit sick you've got to loosen your trousers a little bit we've all been there and it's not a nice feeling but it's so easy to reach that when you're not in tune with how you're feeling and many of us eat really fast as well and if you notice that if you have any struggles around eating particularly snack foods or junk foods or big bars of chocolate biscuits like those kind of foods we tend to have the habit of eating them quite fast and not being truly aware of the taste and if you have these struggles especially around around those foods in the evening you might notice that when you're having them it's it's quite mindless and you're maybe zoned out a little bit not fully aware of of what you've had and all of a sudden the whole 100 gram bar of chocolate has disappeared and that's a real shame because chocolate is delicious and if you're not even fully enjoying it that's something we want to work on because very often when you slow things down and have that food planned in to start with coming back to point one have some chocolate planned in for the evening if this is a habit that you currently follow very often and then really slow things down when you eat it make it a real experience so you're taking that chocolate putting it on a nice little plate breaking it into one square at a time and really noticing the taste of each square fully enjoying it and it's really likely that you'll get to a point where you feel satisfied much before the end of that chocolate bar it's when we slow it down and we really tune in we notice it so much more we get to enjoy it so much more and we also give our stomach and our body and our brain time to kind of register actually we've had enough like especially that sort of food when it's got a lot of sugar and a lot of fat in it it takes a bit of time for that signal to come through but we're usually satisfied on a smaller amount and we feel so much better after as well through stopping at the right time and this comes back to building that healthy relationship with food we want you to be able to eat anything that you love and if you can do it in a really mindful way you get the best of both worlds you get to have that real freedom to include anything that you want but you also get to enjoy it more because you're really consciously tuned into eating it, you're making it an experience and you're removing any guilt. You've planned this, it's allowed, it's perfectly fine. So you get to enjoy it guilt-free and then you get to notice as well, when do you feel satisfied? And at that point, stopping there, knowing that you can eat that again whenever you really want it. Like You could plan it in for tomorrow, you could go back and have some later if you really wanted to. And it's when you've got that freedom to do that that often the urge to binge and the urge to overeat it will go away because there's no reason to to eat the whole thing because you haven't done anything wrong it takes away that diet mentality of feeling like you've ruined it and so let's eat the whole thing and start again tomorrow or monday it removes that it means that you are just eating something you enjoy and you can stop at any time and you can have it again at any time it's a really really good way to practice things and it takes some practice But consciously slowing yourself down every time you eat is a really good way to start. And tuning into how your body feels. When you are about to eat, just checking like, am I physically hungry right now? Or is this more of, I'm eating because it's a certain time of day. I'm eating because I saw someone else eat and now I want to have something. There's so many reasons that we eat that aren't food related. And sometimes there's nothing wrong with eating for reasons other than hunger. That's a really important thing to recognise as well, because we are all to an extent emotional eaters. Like we all eat when we're happy or sad or for celebratory reasons or commiserations at times. And that's part of 
being a normal eater. What isn't normal is feeling guilty and beating yourself up after. Like that's something we want to work on. So having that awareness, planning things in, really mindfully enjoying it, knowing you can't mess it up and then moving on. Really powerful way to do things. So moving on to my next point. Dealing with emotions. This is a big part of successful weight loss because so many of us who struggle with losing weight and keeping it off struggle with dealing with emotions and stress. And food is a comfort. Food is a source of feeling better. It's like a big hug at the end of the day. It's a way to numb out for a lot of people as well. It it just helps you to stop having to think and just sit and enjoy some food. And obviously that pattern isn't helpful. It leads to taking in lots of extra calories that don't serve you. And often you don't even get to really enjoy, going back to previous points, if you're not hungry for it at the time and you're zoned out when you're eating it, you don't even get to enjoy that food fully. So working on the emotions and the stress in life in general is something that can make an incredible difference to successful weight loss. So this is something that it will be very much a different experience for each person, but there's some tools that can really help. And the awareness of it is one of the first steps, just understanding that sometimes you eat when you're stressed, when you're anxious, when you're emotional, when you're tired, when you've had a long day. Knowing that is a really important first step. Where many people then go wrong is feeling bad about it and wanting to change it or ignore it, basically judging it rather than trying to learn from it. Whenever we judge ourselves, we judge something, we take away the ability to learn and understand and grow because we're stuck in judgment. If we can observe things and feel curious about it and want to understand what's going on and then look at ways to change it, that's where the power is. That's huge. So looking at the patterns that you've got and just understanding that where do you sometimes emotionally eat if you do and then you can start to develop some tools to help so in most situations there's going to be two ways of looking at it there's circumstances that may be causing you to feel stress but what's really important to understand is that our feelings of stress or anxiety or overwhelm always stem from our thoughts and our thoughts come in response to circumstances and they might be really tough circumstances to to deal with like it could be something that is it is generally something that's deemed stressful and overwhelming if you've had a really tough day with with the kids with work deadlines people on your case there's not enough time to do everything it can get to a point where you're just feeling so exhausted so overwhelmed and stressed that you've got the habit of going for food in that in that moment to get comfort and to numb out. That is something that's developed over time, but it still stems from how you think. If you can understand your thought processes around certain things and where you feel stressed, if you go back a step and notice, what am I thinking when I feel stressed out? When I crave these foods, what thoughts have been going on in my head? Like, what have I been telling myself? It could be thoughts in response to the circumstances in life and if they are circumstances that you can't change or control then it might be a case of changing the thought that you have around it and directing your your thoughts to something different or a different perspective we often get focused on the problem and we forget to look at the solution 
And this is something that Elizabeth Benton talks about in the book Chasing Cupcakes. And I really highly recommend that book. If you go to my website, hayleyplummer.co.uk, click on the store page. There are a whole selection of really good books. That's one of them. And you can find it on Amazon through that. Um, but it's it's a brilliant book for mindset. And it's that perspective of if you are stressed out, if you are struggling with your thoughts and emotions, check where your focus is. That's often where we are naturally programmed to focus on this, on the problem. And we see the problem and we worry and we feel anxious and we ruminate and we forget that actually the progress and feeling better is going to come from directing our focus to the solution. We have to consciously do that because our brains are primed to look for the negative, to look for issues, problems, threats to our survival. And we have to choose to move to a different place. So looking at how can I change my thoughts around this? Like what could I focus on? That gives me some power. Like, there's no power for you in the circumstance. If you can't change it, can you change your thoughts so that you are empowering yourself to feel better? Another common example of this is many of us have this underlying belief that we're just not enough. We're not good enough. We're not doing enough. We're not a good enough parent, not good enough human, like, not good enough friend. We're brought up to be very self-deprecating and we see so many people in society who are doing so much better and most of us feel we we lack confidence, self-esteem and we have an underlying belief around the lines of I'm not enough. When you've got that as your thought pattern and you never feel enough and you maybe beat yourself up consistently for this as well, when we have that belief I'm not good enough we will see so many examples of why we're not enough. And many people get stuck in this thought pattern of then beating themselves up for for anything and everything all day long. So you have a negative voice in your head telling you that you don't look very good this morning or you didn't do this task very well today and someone's looked at you in a strange way and that must mean they're thinking something bad about you. And we'll just have a little really mean voice chattering away in our brains and, and just criticizing us and reminding us that we are we're not doing very well all day and this is something I've, I've seen a lot with clients who are again busy got kids got work to do got family demands and it's it's stressful there's not enough time to do everything they want to do and they they have this little voice that sometimes they're not even aware of that is just chattering away and telling them they're doing a bad job, they're not good, they don't deserve to feel good. And if you've had this for a long time, especially if you've struggled with weight as well, and you've spent a long time not being happy with your appearance or your size, and you've done diets before and they haven't worked out, then it's highly likely there is an element of a belief that you're either not good enough or you're never gonna get there with weight loss. And if that is running like in your brain, sometimes just on your on a subconscious level but it's there it's really understandable that you'd end up eating to numb out that voice to switch off your brain to have some comfort to feel good in the moment so really tuning into what is going on in my mindset like if you were to listen to your internal conversation and rate it in terms of what percentage is encouraging and helpful and you praising yourself versus the percentage that's critical and feeling like you're just not great not good enough not doing a good enough job is 
most people are way more in the negative camp than the positive one and that's something that you can change so if you're aware of that that's the next step is to consciously choose a different way of thinking this takes a lot of practice and it takes conscious effort to do it because our brains love to make things easy they love to build habits so if you've practiced negative thinking about yourself for a long time then you've just got a neural pathway in your brain that's been trodden thousands maybe millions of times over years and decades so it means that pathway is strong it means that your brain will go to it and go down it very quickly and subconsciously and automatically at times so you have to create a new pathway in your brain and it's created through practice and repetition and it's strengthened through emotion as well so if you can be practicing a new set of thinking a new positive thought that brings some emotion to you as well makes you feel good that in itself is really powerful and it takes a bit of practice to find what that is for you but you can choose to an extent to generate that emotion as well you can choose to make yourself feel good you can choose to be proud of your efforts and this is something that i really try to drum into the clients that i work with how important it is to praise yourself and to look for all those little wins when you notice that you're changing habits and you did something that you're pleased with like something that you wouldn't have done before maybe you made a healthy food choice or went out for a walk or you you've lifted some weights you notice you're getting stronger all these things can feel small i can feel like i i should be going out for walks i should be eating healthy it's not a big deal but if it's a change for you and if you're improving and progressing even in the smallest of ways it's so important to notice that and really celebrate the hell out of it like really over celebrate the things that you do be your own biggest cheerleader like it sounds really corny and it sounds a bit woo woo and people say be your own best friend and if most people want to roll their eyes when they hear that but it really does make an incredible difference like we we're craving that praise and that encouragement and we often seek it from others and we really we really want it from others but we don't give it to ourselves and you always have the choice to give it to yourself other people are caught up in their own stuff and they're not able to read our minds but you can always give yourself what you need and if you practice it and you it will become easier and when you're then looking for wins and feeling good about the smallest of wins that you create you start to notice more of them and you start to give yourself a hit of dopamine in your brain whenever you do it because if you are choosing to feel good and seeing yourself making progress we are wired to feel good about progress we are designed to want to grow and learn and get better at things so if you notice that and you allow yourself to feel good for it your brain starts to think hang on a second like this feels really good eating healthy feels great like going out for walks even when it's raining and cold i come back and i feel good doing home workouts like that makes me feel good all these little things start to add up and you start to build your confidence and your self-esteem and that's one of the biggest things to really be on your side to really be choosing to notice the good things that you do and build yourself up it's a real mindset part of weight loss and calories in calories out is always going to be the scientific element of it but around that there is so much around emotional eating and mindset that when that's addressed that's where the real power is like that will lead to a calorie deficit almost by default because you'll be so much more on your own side and enjoying the habits and the lifestyle that you're creating 
that you'll cut out so much of that snacking and that emotional eating and that overeating that happens because there's no the lack of awareness of kind of what's going on or there's beating yourself up all day and then wanting to kind of numb out at the end the lacking a plan and then feeling really hungry at certain times of day is is another reason why calories come in and not being in tune with hunger and fullness signals is another reason why calories come in so ultimately to sum things up calories is the the biggest scientific factor for weight loss you do need to understand that there are no magic foods or magic diets that will lead to successful weight loss the only way you'll achieve it is through reducing your calorie intake in a way that works for you and that's why some diets will work for some people because some people just suit a certain way of eating and if they find a diet that works for them it suits their preferences and their lifestyle then that is a successful diet for them but it doesn't mean that it's right for other people and everybody is different everyone has different things they prefer different ways of living different circumstances ultimately being aware of all of this is really helpful so you can create something that works for you and when you have the knowledge around calories when you understand it is energy balance that's the key then you can start to create a plan that works for you you can plan in foods that you enjoy you can create that data that you need to then learn where could I tweak portion sizes or where can I add a bit more protein into this meal so that I feel fuller for longer how could I add more veg into my day making small changes but planning and tracking things and then building in the the awareness of how you eat mindful eating and looking at where emotional eating can happen or habit eating like just eating because it's a certain time of day or because the food's there or because you served yourself a big portion of food and you feel like you need to finish the plate there's so many ways that we overeat sometimes without realizing sometimes just through numbing out because we've had a tough day but the awareness of this is so key and then you can come up with strategies for it so when it comes to emotional eating as well changing your thoughts was one strategy and another thing you can do is have have ways of dealing with stress in the moment that are non-food related and this can really help you to to write these down ahead of time because when you're in the moment when you're feeling overwhelmed and stressed and tired your habit brain is going to kick up those urges to eat because that's what it's used to doing and it will be extremely difficult in that moment to think of something that's really helpful and non-food related to uh, to do instead because your brain will be powerfully sending out that urge because it knows that that food will make you temporarily feel much better so having a list ahead of time what else helps you feel good when you are feeling anxious stressed tired what else could you do some things that have helped my clients include building a habit of journaling just keeping a nice notepad or journal that they can write down their thoughts in it's a really powerful tool because it helps you to get things down on paper and see what you're really thinking if you're at a point where your brain's just full of clutter and thoughts and every one of us i think gets this at certain points you just feel like there's no more room in your brain it's full of thinking and it can feel really jumbled up when you write that down get it on paper you start to see what's going around in your head and you can then start to question those thoughts are they true are they helpful what could you be thinking instead if there's certain things in there that circumstances you can't deal with that's where you can focus on the solutions instead focus on things you can control and just having that direction then that your brain can go in can change everything for you in that moment 
other tools that can help. It's all the stuff you've probably heard before. Meditation, going for walks, spending a bit of time with in nature or with pets, calling a friend, taking some time for self-care. So if, you, if you've got a hobby that you enjoy, like sewing or stitching or photography or reading books, I'm making sure you're putting in that time for you in your day as well. This is where planning, again, comes in as a really helpful tool because if you're planning your food and you're also planning time for you, a bit of self-care, then you start to feel so much better. You give yourself that time that you need and it will take practice again because there is so much going on. But you'll find ways to do things if you are aware and if you're practicing and, and writing stuff down. So having a set of strategies as well is really really helpful so i hope that was useful that sums things up ultimately calories dictate weight loss knowledge is really important mindful eating working on your thoughts about yourself about circumstances having tools and strategies in place from for emotional eating for the times of day when you know that you're tending to to snack or overeat understanding those times being aware of them coming up with different ways of thinking about them and different solutions you could try out to help you have more structure have to think about it less and practice collect data and see what works for you it will be a case of keeping track of things making small changes and all the time practicing being on your own side supporting yourself encouraging yourself knowing that you will get there as long as you keep going. And that's my final point. Many people give up on weight loss because they feel bad about themselves. They try a restrictive diet plan. It's hard. It's not enjoyable. They end up stopping. If they try something more sustainable, the results take longer to initially come because they're not cutting everything out. They're not restricting themselves. So results take longer to come, but you actually keep them as long as you keep going. Many people will still quit on the process because they're in a place of wanting to get to the goal so they feel better. They don't feel good in the moment and they're waiting to feel happy when they've achieved their goal. This is where we need to change it to appreciating yourself now, being on your own side now, so that you're going towards that goal with support, with encouragement from yourself. You're not feeling miserable until you reach the goal. You're not criticizing yourself all the way to the to the successful part because that will wear you down and that's where people stop they've got the the self-criticism not feeling good enough and it takes too long to get to the goal if you are practicing being kind to yourself feeling good enough right from the start because you are and moving forward practicing better thinking practicing taking care of you enjoying the journey no matter how long it takes if you're enjoying it like who cares how long it takes it's the people who take it slower and really work on this stuff that i've talked about in this podcast that i've seen will get to the goal and they'll get there in a way that means they can keep those results for the rest of their life so i hope that helps if you have any thoughts any questions please feel free to drop me an email hayley at hayleyplumber.co.uk have an awesome week and i'll speak to you soon Thank you so much for listening to the podcast today. I hope you enjoyed it. If you have any questions, if I can help you in any way, please feel free to get in contact with me via my website, hayleyplumber.co.uk 
or come find me on Facebook or Instagram and I would love to connect with you. I hope you have an amazing day and I'll speak to you soon.